All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about connecting with gamers. Let's talk about how you connect with people in such a way that they want to buy your stuff, they want to you know, come up to you and talk to you at conventions and that kind of thing. Uh, a reason I want to ask you about this is because if a good friend of mine, I guess this was probably last year, Gen Con, maybe the year before, something like that. She, uh, We were talking about uh, some of the games you would make. Actually, we were playing Fugitive. We were playing Fugitive for the first time. This was over the summer. And she was talking about how awesome you were at the convention where she met you. You, you had signed the box. You had given her some promos. And like you were just this really cool guy to interact with and just talk to at the convention. And so I feel like you've got a pretty good handle on how to do this well. And so what would be your advice to designers, to publishers, as far as interacting with fans, interacting with gamers, and bringing people in so that they feel like they matter. They feel like they care that you care about them. And so that, you know, not... Not just so that they'll buy your stuff. There's more to it than that, obviously. But just kind of give me your thoughts. Um, yeah, I, I generally try to to because you get people that are a, a big fan or whatnot, and I certainly want to give them time to to ask questions. Um, oftentimes, I'll ask like what their story is because they'll have some crazy story from a game that they played, and 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 people like to share that. I like to I love to hear about you know game experiences, um, and I also just kind of like to level the playing field because there's this whole thing where when you approach someone you really respect, um, you're not really quite sure what to say. And there's this kind of this social thing where like, you know, you're up here and they're down there. And, and I do my best to not make them feel that. So I, I want to equalize it. So I usually try to, instead of just talking about me or, or, or my games or how awesome something is, um, I, I try to engage them and say, oh, well, tell me about your experience. Or oftentimes it'll be like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm looking for ideas for an expansion or, um, you know, anything like that when it comes to input, because so much of my game ideas come from playtests and whatnot that, that I, I really do want to engage players with, uh, with the process and, and make it, you know, and, and, and I just find it, it's a, a good conversational topic. Um, but certainly I want to take the time, um, a, you know, part of it is not really tying yourself to the game. You are not your games. So, I can step back from my games and be like, oh, that is a pretty good game. And I can kind of like gaze at the game with them and be like, yeah, you know, I like this part about it. Don't like this part about it. Um, because the game isn't me. It's some snapshot of different experiences and ideas from different people that became a game. And, and, but making that separation lets you, um, cause initially like I couldn't take a compliment. Like I, I wouldn't, you know, I would try to deprecate anytime someone would compliment me on a game. Um, but now I can be like, yeah, yeah, I think it's, I, you know, I like, I like this part about it or I like this moment in the game. Um, and, and so I can be a fan of the game with them um, and, and kind of step away from it. Um, and I think separating yourself from your creations is just good for mental health in general. Um, because also when your games are not behaving and they're sucking or they fail at a play test or whatever, you know, you're not, that's not you. It's just, you know, it's a collection of things that you tried and it's okay if it doesn't, you know, it doesn't work out. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, that's awesome. Now, as far as like physical things, you know, signing a game, that that's something that, that doesn't really cost you anything. Just have a sharp in your pocket. But like, what are some other ways that you can connect with people, especially at conventions or especially like when you see them, you know, in person? Oh yeah. I mean, getting to conventions is, is a big deal. And a lot of these conventions like, um, you know, they, they can be tiring to, to trap all the travel and whatnot. But I mean, I really do a lot of that travel to, to meet people. I mean, that's really what I'm there for. Um, I mean, I try to sell enough games to pay for going. Um, but, but most of it is, is for those people. Um, 
but yeah, physically, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't do too many promos. Uh, I, I'm happy to sign uh, whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't do too much physical. I mean, I, I've done different things where, you know, I, I've given someone a, an extra copy of a game to give to their friend or just, it's really contextual. So based on, on, you know, whatever, you know, kind of where the conversation goes, I'm pretty, um, pretty uh, open with, you know, uh, helping people out. Or if someone really wants a discount, I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, or let's take some money off that you know, or whatever. It's like, I, I try to be pretty flexible because, you know, I'm not going to, uh, I, I think in the end, if if I kind of give people the benefit of the doubt and try to help them out, uh, it'll come back. Like like all that karma comes back. Um, you know, maybe they'll pick up my next game or they'll they'll pay attention to to whatever. So you know, the whole reciprocity of it. It's like I just you know just try to pay it forward and, and see what happens. Yeah, and this is such a word of mouth industry. You know, and, and actually everything is a word of mouth industry. You know, people buy hamburgers based on what their friend said. You know, they buy pizza based on that. They, they watch certain Netflix shows because, hey, you know, they have a friend that said, hey, you, you need to check this out. And then they do. And so the more you build this kind of social capital with people and the more you just care about them and you, you ask them questions and you get their input and feedback on things, the more likely they are to say, you know, to tell their friends, hey, you need to check out this game. It's fun. I met the designer. He's really cool. This, this company's great. You should buy their stuff. And it just kind of spreads out from there but now as yeah, far as like yeah yeah i don't good i don't advertise um i i i i made that as my business model goal from the very beginning when i decided to make paperback on my own um i had a series of experiences that pointed me to the fact that the word of mouth really is everything um and so and so i'm just like well i'm going to build a business model off of word of mouth and so I try to have the best customer experience uh, buying from my website. I mean, I, I, you know, when people buy from my website, I send them a little receipt and it's got a picture of me and I say, hey, thanks for buying my games. I appreciate it. And then I say, here's a, here's a discount code you can give to somebody else. And so there's entire threads online of people that have been giving these codes to each other uh, for a discount on my games. And it gives them a reason to to, to, to have word of mouth. It's like now there's a, there's a, a conversational topic to, to do it around. Yeah, definitely. Now, as far as promos go, you know, this is something I see a lot of companies doing. They'll have, you know, little special edition cards or extra little tokens, things like that. What, what's your advice as far as promos go for, you know, handing those out or, or even selling them? I guess some people do. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I have done them. I've done them for, for Burgle Bros and I haven't really done it for anything else. Um, I think that, it become, it's kind of an artificial, an artificial way to start a conversation. Um, I think that using promos on the Kickstarter side and using promos outside of that, you know, now the conversation you're having with them is like, hey, can I get that thing? It's not like an extra thing I can pull out of my pocket and say, hey, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. No, no. They come to the booth to find the thing. Yeah. And as soon as you give them the thing, they leave. Um, that's not really what I want. And also I just like to have a lot of value in my box. So, I mean, I've done promos here and there, but I don't know that they're, they're really adding to, you know, to the process in the end. So I don't do Kickstarter exclusives and I don't do a lot of like a lot of these kind of chase items. Um, because again, like it, it, it because it plays into scarcity. And this industry can be easily, easily manipulated by scarcity. Yeah. Like it can be abused by scarcity. And and I and I don't really want to 
to, to, to nail that too hard because it's like, you know, once a game is, is out of print or there isn't very much of it, there's this big rush on it, no matter how good the game is. And so, you know, I, I want to be aware of them. Or I want to respect them and their time. And I think sometimes chasing a rare thing, not only that, everyone who has the game now feels like their game isn't complete. Right. They're like, oh, did you get these promos? Oh, you don't have the full game now. And, and, and now you've just discounted everyone else's experience. So, so yeah, I'm kind of not for them. Yeah, those are some really good points. I know I've got several friends in you know that love board games who also have that collector bug about everything, no matter what they're doing, they want to collect all of it. And so they're frustrated about certain things. I know Blood Rage had this issue where it had all these extra little doodads that came out as promos or part of the Kickstarter. And so I've got a good friend who loves Blood Rage, his favorite game, and he's missing one piece, like one little bad guy not bad guy one monster and car or something like that and he and he's like really annoyed by it and it's you know three hundred dollars on on ebay and so he's not gonna buy it just because it's, it's crazy but i feel like if if done poorly then a company can really uh, mess with people or, or take advantage of them just because they have that collector's mentality and because he, he like you're saying he's thinking my blood rage game is not complete because it's missing this one thing and i feel like it could just turn into some really negative stuff so yeah Awesome. Well, Tim, man, again, really appreciate your time. Any kind of closing thoughts or advice on how to connect with your, your fans, your audience, the other gamers? Uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot of standard practices out there. I mean, I mean, I had a newsletter. I didn't get a lot of mileage out of my new newsletter. I mean, yeah, a lot of it was conventions and then, you know, Kickstarter. I mean, Kickstarter is a whole moment where you can engage with your community and, uh, and, and do a lot of, a lot of, you know, back and forth, um, you know, developing of, uh, and, and finding out what they want. I mean, you know, honestly asking the group what they want and being, and, and reacting to that, yeah. I, I think gets you really far. So, but yeah, I don't know. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> awesome. Well, Tim, man, really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, good luck with all your games and good luck with everything else you got going on right now. All right. Thanks a lot, man.